The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, boy, are we ever... This is Jenny, and I'm so glad to have you on board today, all the moms and the dads and a few kids that are listening. This is Channel Mom because it's the channel made for moms. There are so many media outlets in the world and so many screens that do not honor or acknowledge the mother and all the work she does and the dedication and commitment. So that is why Channel Mom is here to honor you. So I hope today will be a blessing to you because we're going to talk about some special Schmidt family secrets of parenting. I invited my daughter to come in too, but she declined. So it's just the sun today. We're going to talk about uh, some of our parenting secrets. Now, that does not mean we are perfect. And it also does not mean that I won't admit some things that I think I did wrong. But we're going to get very open and honest about some of the little things I used over the years that I think were helpful in the way in which I raised my kids, and I hope it's a blessing to you. Also, really big deal, we're going to announce the winner of the Channel Mom Tire Mom giveaway today. So excited for this, so stick around for that. We'll be back after 60 seconds from our wonderful sponsors. Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison, on the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or give it at channelmom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yeah, we are. I hope you all had a wonderful and blessed Christmas and that you're looking forward to the new year. I want to welcome all of our listeners from 94.7 The Word, also the folks in Little Rock, Southeast Alabama, Kansas, now in the Inland Empire of California, and also Oklahoma. So glad to have everybody on board. I really hope today's show is a big help to you. Okay, so let me just say this. Diana Hubner, the tire mom, who unfortunately went through the tragedy of losing her husband because of old tires, has a heart for buying people tires and getting them to understand the age date on their tires, which she calls the tire halo. So she did something with Channel Mom where she offered four free new tires to one mom if they entered our contest and they did all of the things that were required. 
we had some amazing entrants. Um, I wish everybody could have read the beautiful things that Isaac said about his mom, Shelly. She was one of our finalists. Also, Mona said about her friend, Amy Cronk, who uh, is a uh, children's pastor, children's leader, children's whatever at the at a church. And she has been dedicated to raising children to know God for, for many years. And she was another of our nominees. But... We've got something very special that we want to share today, and the winner of our Channel Mom Tire Mom giveaway is Nicole Seeger. Are you on the line, Nicole? I am. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's amazing. Yes. I'm. I, I, tell me how badly you need these tires. Uh, I need the tires really bad. <laughs> I've been driving on one donut for a month now. Um, just happened right by Christmas, so it was, um, you know, it's been a tough month. But yes, <laughs> I'm really but excited. I'm hoping that this is a gift from God to you because you're you're good. Your sister, Beatrix, said uh, that you're a hardworking single mom. You've got uh, two kids, twins in college now, that she says you're always sacrificing for everybody in your family. You have a great love of family, and you're always putting everybody before yourself and having to work a number of jobs. And she said she just needs these tires and, frankly, deserves them. So God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I hope that you you. will be hugely blessed by these. Yes, and uh, I just want to read a quick little note from our friend Diana Hubner, who uh, provided these tires. Here's what she said. Congratulations. I'm very happy to help you uh, get these new tires. I'm trying to see because my contacts are going out. Um, Now you know how to read the date on your tires so that you can know when they expire. She wants to be a blessing to you and your family. And she's really uh, and has the goal of teaching everybody about their tire date. So very briefly, I'm going to say right after the DOT on your tire, it says DOT, mm-hmm. there is a little oval that says the date of your tire. One of the reasons we chose you, Nicole, is because you were the only one that got that picture right. <laughs> it's very oh. hard to find it. And so I want folks to understand yeah. it's that little oval. It tells you the week and the year that your tire was made. Um, and I think maybe yours were 2015. So those are old uh-huh. tires, and we need yeah. to get you off of those. But um, yeah. Diana's goal is to get everybody to understand the date on their tires so that they won't go through the same kind of tragedy she did. So congratulations. Merry Christmas, Nicole. We're going to connect you with Diana Thank later you. today, and I hope this is a huge blessing to you and your kiddos. It is. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, sweetheart. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. So that was cool. I didn't even cry. <laughs> All right, so now it's time to transition into the Schmidt Family Parenting Secrets. And I want to explain, this is not me pretending that I have perfect parenting or perfect children. We're going to be honest and real today. My son's probably going to be a little too honest. Um, hopefully he'll be gentle. I, I decided to do it by giving you five focuses of my parenting. I, I sat down and I thought, what are the five focuses that I have really emphasized over the years as I've been raising my kids? My kids are now 21 and 17. Otis is 21. Georgia is 17. They're my husband's kids, too. I shouldn't call them just my kids, right? <laughs> so I chose five focuses. I'm going to list them off. And then Otis, my son, and I are going to go through them and explain some of the things that we did over the years to make these focuses work in their lives and to shape them um, and their characters and hopefully grow them up as good and successful and kind and helpful people. And uh, I hope that it is a blessing to you. So my, the five focuses I'm going to talk about, if we can get to them all today, um, <laughs> Otis is wondering if we can actually do that, are focus on God, focus on others, focus on excellence. Focus on purity and focus on humility. Those are the five 
things that I have greatly emphasized with my kids now. Not perfectly, as I said. So, Otis, welcome to Channel Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> glad, glad to be here. I bet you are. Um, okay, so we're going to get really open and honest. I'm going to kind of talk about a few of the principles that I applied in each of these focuses, and then we're going to talk about... Success. Well, we don't just have to talk about the success. <laughs> we can talk about the ways in which maybe it didn't go so well. I can be honest with you if I think it didn't go so well, uh, mostly. Oh, I'll be honest. Okay, good. So focus on God. I became a believer when you were one and a half years old. And actually, my testimony you know, surrounds you and a day with you and something that God showed me as I was raising you that changed my entire life. And I began to realize the truth of Jesus and everything changed for me. As I, re- I recognized that truth, I, I very quickly realized that all the things that I had valued in my past, my television career, my looks, my house, all the things that I thought were super important, all those things were kind of false lights compared to the light that God brought into my life. So I wanted you guys to focus on God. So we did all the things. We did church and Sunday school and VBS and Bible reading and devotions and all of those things. And we would have God talks. And do you remember what you would say to me from the back seat when we would start to talk about God when you were like four? No. You know, you, you're so cute. I wish I could get you to say this now. When you're in the back seat, we would start to talk about God. You would ask me questions and you would say, I love to talk about God. And, and so we would just drive around and, and do that. So my desire was to have you focused on God. And and to shape your life around that. Uh, you can grade me if you'd like, uh, or I can grade you, but I won't do that. How, how has that impacted your life? And maybe even now that you're in college, how have you made it your own? Uh, I think the biggest thing was it was never, like, we never forced it. So you were never like, you have to go to church every Sunday. You have to be in a Bible study. You have to do all of these things. But um, I think the biggest thing that we both succeeded in was kind of the personal relationship aspect with God. Like, you can do all these things within the community, and you should do these things within the community. uh, But it ultimately boils down to your personal relationship with God and how you see best to communicate that relationship and uh, be active in that relationship. So um, I think kind of the not super structured faith version where it was we're we're going to be a church family and we were going to we're going to uh read the scripture and uh we're going to talk about it i think uh i think the idea of you saying like hey eventually this faith has to be your own and you have to go out and uh find your own way i think that was kind of the biggest thing that i was like wow wow this isn't this isn't her relationship with God. This isn't her wanting me to uh, have a strong faith, but this is ultimately my decision. And so by the time I went to college where it's not exactly like super structured at all, uh, I think it actually improved my faith and improved uh, the relationship I had with God just because it was, it became my own and it became uh, everything that I wanted it to be. And it became um, something that was very personal to me and something that I could kind of do my own way, which we, both know that I like to do. (laughs) Yes, we do, son. Um, Let's just say this, and then we'll move on to the next focus. I felt like you had to go through some really tough months at the beginning of college because you were sort of used to coming from a small school, being the captain of the football team and shining as a star, and, and you were valedictorian in your school, and you had all those things, but then you got to college and it wasn't like that anymore. And you were struggling with an ACL injury, so you didn't get to be a, you didn't get to start on the football team. In fact, you sat on the sidelines and you had to videotape the the games instead of being on the field. I think something in that caused you to say, "I need God right now." Oh uh, yeah, and we we always 
talked about like focusing on him in the bad times even in the good times like it's easy to have a good relationship with god when everything's going right and you uh are succeeding in school and sports and having the time of your life but uh that definitely became the the time where it was kind of do or die for me where it was well i'm kind of pretty far down this rabbit hole right now and i'm not sure that i'm going to be able to pull myself out of it and so i just kind of turned and started uh putting everything I had into my relationship with God and turning and just basically giving everything to him and saying that uh, obviously I can't do everything on my own, which is one of the things that I struggled with in high school is thinking that I could do everything on my own. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the idea of staying and sticking with God through adversity it was kind of pretty big for me heading to college yeah i think it was and in fact you had like five bibles at home that we gave to you i don't think you brought one of them to college but when you were going through this time you're like i need a bible goodwill so goodwill good so you would thank god for goodwill so you went to goodwill and you got a bible i did yeah good for you son all right the second focus is a focus on others so i wanted my kids to be focused on others and not just themselves and frankly let me be really honest it comes from a place of me having been so focused on myself and my parents could testify to this. I grew up very self-centered. When I was on television, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. I thought I was the real deal. It was all about me. My poor husband had to put up with that for many years. So I wanted my kids to be others-focused. Now, I think both Otis and George would admit they struggle with their own kind of self-centeredness and thinking that that, that they're the, the cat's meow to use something from the 1960s, old school in it. Um, but I wanted them to focus on others. So... We would do things like bake bread for the neighbors and bring them to them if they were going through a troubled time. Uh, Otis and I went to the Denver Rescue Mission a couple of times to serve people there. Uh, we would work on giving to others when we knew they were going through something difficult. I remember a day we came home and I told Otis about a woman who was going to be leaving uh, an abusive relationship with her little boy. And Otis, he was four or five, said, well, I want to give her something and went upstairs. Well, why don't you tell him what you did? Do you remember? Oh, it was a piggy bank. I gave her my piggy bank. Yeah, you didn't you hammer it? I thought I gave her the whole piggy bank. You did. I, you did. I, you hammered your football piggy bank open, like broke it to see what was in it, and then and then you just said, "Well, I just want to give her all of it," and, which was a cue to me that you were at least paying attention to the fact that we help others. Probably slightly dangerous too. Because <laughs> yes, I was letting Giving a four-year-old. <laughs> I'm not sure I knew you had the ceramic. hammer, son. But thank you for that critique. Um, so. As a result, I have asked you to do these things. And a couple of years ago, we went and fed the homeless uh, in honor of somebody else who had passed away because that was something that she wanted. So we fed the homeless right around Christmas. And then this year, I forced the whole family to go down on Christmas to give out cards uh, to the homeless with money in them. Not everybody would agree with that. But but tell me about the others focus thing. Sometimes I don't know how well I've done on that because you can be a typical college student and and not help around the house and not care about your family and just go do your own thing. But, but tell me how you think I've done. Uh, I think, I think pretty well. Uh, I think we can just tie this in with humility because this is probably the one that I struggle with the most. Um, okay. So let me just tell people another of my focuses is focus on humility. So focus on others and focus on humility. Go ahead. Um, I think the small town effect kind of got to me a little bit because it's just your sheltered own world where you just kind of believe what people tell you and you it's easy to kind of thrive in that role in such a small community. Um, I think the part that you very like succeeded at was um, helping others that are down on their luck or down and out. And uh, so I think 
I have a real soft heart for the homeless. I have a real soft heart for people who uh, have gone through tragedy and are are struggling. I think where I struggle, and I don't know if this is a parenting thing or just me, is uh, fo- focusing on others who aren't necessarily down on their luck. So if me and my friends are out and one of my friends is having a tough time, but it's not really that big of a deal, it's hard for me to kind of uh, empathize or uh, be able to focus on them instead of myself. And... Uh, that's kind of been amplified at college just because it's it's everyone at college isn't exactly like down and out on their luck they're not they're not struggling every single day but um that that is definitely a place where i struggle is focusing on others uh who don't necessarily need it but you should do it anyways and uh, so is that why you don't help around the house because you're like mom's got it she's not dying she's not so, so she can do this. I can sleep for another three hours, and uh, she, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being sincere. Full roast, right on the air. <laughs> okay, but I, I'm wondering, because I thought, you know, he's so helpful to others, but sometimes he doesn't want to help around the house. And I think it's because you don't think I'm in dire circumstance. You know, I'm not in dire straits. I got it. I mean, I guess, I guess you could tie that in. It's like... Uh I don't think mom needs this help, but she it would improve her. Again, that, I think that goes hand in hand with the idea of uh, focusing on others when they don't necessarily need it and uh, or when you perceive them to not need it. Like, it's easy to say, oh, this, this homeless guy needs $20. This girl who just lost her husband needs somebody to be there for her, bake her a meal. Uh, but I think that's harder for me when it's just normal, everyday life. Uh, and obviously, that's an area I need to work in. And... Apparently, I need to do more chores around the house. <laughs> yes. Yay! I didn't. Even, I didn't. I never did that little parenthood quote. I'll. I'll play that in a second. But uh, let me say that. Let me roast myself. I think that sometimes I had a tendency to trade pride in myself per, for pride in my kids. So I would walk around and be like, "You need to be humble, Otis." And then when I would meet somebody, I'd say, "Do you know how well Otis did on his SATs? He's the valedictorian." And I would go off on you, or I go off now on Georgia, and I'll tell people how incredible she is. And I think sometimes I made the mistake of trading in pride in myself when I was a TV person to, "Oh, I'm just going to be a prideful mom now." And and I think I erred in that way. And so some, to some degree, it was hard for you not to think you were super special compared to everybody else because I was always doing that. Oh, yeah, I'd agree. I guess we're getting into the humility side of it. And uh, I I feel like I'm generally uh, humble in things that uh, I could not be humble in. So I, I try extra hard to be humble in things and downplay things that uh, I do well in. Um, but when, again, it comes to everyday life, I just I, I struggle with being humble every day. In and out of each day, uh, kind of approaching it as... Uh, everyone's equal and everyone deserves to be loved and uh we're all the same in god's eyes and so that is definitely something that uh because again i think it's the small town sheltered you hear what you want to hear for 18 years of my life um and we've had the unique circumstance of like dad being superintendent and uh yes people like people know who we are in bailey and i think that kind of uh led to me struggling with humility at times in places that uh, it wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm the best, you know? Well, 
Thank you for being so honest. I, I'm I'm honored. I won't cry. You make me cry a lot, but I, in a good way. I, but I won't cry. Otis grew up in Bailey. That's where we live. Bailey, Colorado is where o- Otis grew up. And um, he did have a sheltered life, and people did tell him how good he was at things, and, and that affected him. But the struggle with humility is a struggle, I think, in some ways that was passed on from your mama, which brings me to a little soundbite from Parenthood, uh, an older movie with Steve Martin. Here's a little quote that a lot of people will identify with. You know, when your kid is born still be perfect you haven't made any mistakes yet and then they they grow up to be like me yeah, they grow up to be like you. So because I'm imperfect, I can't expect you to be perfect. So let's move on to two more focuses. We only have a few minutes left. So we're talking about a focus on God, a focus on others, a focus on Excellence. No, we didn't do that. Did we do a focus on excellence? A focus on humility. So I had five focuses. Focus on God, focus on others, focus on humility, focus on excellence, and focus on purity as I raised my kids. And these are some things I wanted to pass on to our audience today that I hope will help you. So focus on excellence. That was also something that we needed to bring humility into. Both your dad and I felt it was important for us to say to you, you have to try to do well in life. And and for me, it was, I want you to reflect God. I want you to, to be somebody who does everything to the fullest of your potential and, and does it as well as you can. So we emphasized it in both academics and in athletics. However, I want to just give my husband kudos here. My husband very wisely, very early on, made reading a reward. Can you explain that? How he would do that with you in Georgia? Um, he made it a reward so you would like it? Uh, I mean, we just do like the trips to the bookstore and like it'd be a big deal if he'd let us get a book, a new book. Um you and get to like stay. if we if we did a couple chores around the house or whatever, we get to stay up and read read a certain number of pages because uh, I don't know exactly how he did it. I guess he just he rewarded. I guess you he just tricked us into really liking <laughs> reading. <laughs> I don't think it was a trick, but what he would do is, because neither one of you are morning people, you're both night owls, and you both wanted to stay up later, and he would say, okay, dad will let you stay up another half an hour if you want to read, and so you both learned to love books because it was a reward, Yeah. Um, and I think, didn't that help you academically to just love reading? Uh, For sure, it was, I think that's one of the single, like, most influential pieces of my academic education is uh, reading and having a love for uh, reading things that I really enjoy. Um, if you want to get into the critique a little bit about the excellent side, yeah. I think uh, I think both in my faith and my academic career and my athletic career, it became borderline an obsession. Like I'll, all I wanted to do was succeed, and all I wanted to do was. Uh, and again, we can go back into humility. Like I would, me comparing myself to others was. Like, it became a comparison, not uh, caring about others. And it became a, well, I'm just, I have to beat you in everything. I have to, I have to be the best. Um, and I think I've come down a little bit off of that, of uh, just constantly comparing myself to others in the classroom and on the athletic field. Um, but the love that you guys instilled in me for uh, just succeeding and doing everything to the best of your abilities. I think that's one of the greatest things that you can take away from the excellence portion is I just, uh, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how it happened, but I feel like both me and Georgia have the drive to just do everything to the best of our ability, no matter what it is. Um, whether it's working in a kitchen or studying for school or taking tests, I think that like you guys really instilled, uh, do everything to the best of your abilities. And I think where I kind of faltered was, doing everything to the best of my ability so that I could be better 
than everybody, everybody else. else. And and so this is where I'm going to criticize myself again. I think I failed to recognize the way in which I was making you into people who compared yourselves. And I was comparing you to other people and being, look at my kid and look what he's done. And I, I, I forgot to say, if we're really doing this to glorify God, if we're really being excellent to glorify God, then pushing others aside and, and tackling others to be better than them is not the best way to do that. So I'm glad I made you reflect him by doing things well, but I, but I think I failed by, by uh, being somebody who allowed you to compare constantly and allowed you to put that pressure on yourself almost sometimes as though your A's were tied to love. Both you and Georgia recently went through something. Both of you were straight A students and both of you went through something recently where you're like, oh, may not, may get a B plus this time. And it was extremely difficult for both of you. Devastating. <laughs> yeah. Georgia was crying. I mean, she was crying in I, a chemistry class. I was class. not crying, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, Lotus was not crying. She was crying in her chemistry class, and her teacher said, I'm so sorry that I'm, I've made you cry. And he goes, what can I do to cheer you up? And she said, play Last Christmas by Wham. And so they had to play Last Christmas. Yikes. <laughs> yes, that's him roasting his sister. Okay, we will not concentrate on this particular last focus, but our last focus was... Purity, and and we don't have time to talk about it, which Otis is probably deeply relieved whoa, for <laughs> that we don't. Not that you're impure, but just um, I constantly said to them, "Your body is precious to God. Your future is precious to God. Your one day spouse is precious to God. Just treat all that differently than our culture treats it. Make sure that it's important to you. Make sure you don't do what everybody else is doing and sleep around and all that stuff. Um, respect, that's just, yeah, respect. We tied it heavily into respect for uh, others and for your for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I would even go so far sometimes when you would leave the house is to say, don't have sex as you were leaving the house. That's probably a little over the top. But but you did you did take it seriously. You did take it seriously, unlike some of your friends, probably. I took it very seriously, and most of it was because it was uh, tied into faith and yeah. tied into... Uh, what what God wanted for my future. Yeah, amen. Um, and kudos to my parents, who also did some beautiful things as they raised me, and um, I, kudos to my husband, who had a huge role in this as well. Uh, I love my children. They, they're pretty terrific. They're not perfect, and neither am I in parenting. I hope these focuses have helped you and given you some cues. And today, if nobody has thanked you, Mom, for all you've done, I'm here to thank you. God bless you for all you do to raise your babies well. Remember to check us out at ChannelMom.com. We could use your year-end donations to keep on going, keep on serving you, keep on serving people on the ground. ChannelMom.com. You can donate right there and bless us with a donation. God bless you. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to Stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you, and may God bless each mom and her family. 